Be ready for everything and anything. Every good player has the ability to slow the game down. It doesn't matter what just happened, it's what you're gonna do next. Donut three! One, two, three, zone! This episode is brought to you by Smushball, the official training ball of Zone Sports Academy. How many times do you go to a game and there's no batting cages, no nets, and you only have a field to hit into? No problem. Smush balls are excellent because you can use them for hitting, fielding, catching, blocking, throwing, and much more. Smush balls are the perfect practice ball to use indoors or outdoors, in rain or cold conditions, against fences, nets, and even in basements. We love them for all ages and skill levels. Smush balls, the pliable ball that you can count on. Welcome to the Get Zoned In podcast for coaches looking to improve their skills and knowledge both on and off the field. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out, this podcast is for you. We'll be exploring a variety of topics that are relevant and important to baseball and softball coaches, but this advice can be used for all sports and skill levels. Join us as we dive into the world of coaching and learn from some of the best in the business. Whether you're looking to improve your team's performance or just want to make a positive impact on your players, we've got you covered. Let's go and let's play ball. So welcome back to the Get Zoned In podcast. Coach Duke and Coach Steve here with Dominate the Diamond. We're here at Zone Sports Academy, and each week we bring the latest insights and stories from the world of baseball and softball. Today we have a very special guest that will be joining us. Who do we have, Coach Steve? Yes, guys, we're fired up for another special guest today. He's our first collegiate athlete to join the show, Luke Storm from Duke University. Luke is in his redshirt sophomore year at Duke and has already made quite an impact on his time there. Last season, he saw action in 53 games at first base, second base, right field, and at designated hitter. He hit 275 and led the program and ranked ninth in the ACC with 17 doubles. He also drew 17 hit-by-pitches, which tied for the fourth most in program history for a single season, and he led the team with 10 home runs. In ACC play, he hit 337, which ranked him third amongst freshmen, and his 13 doubles and 20 extra base hits led all freshmen in ACC play. Prior to joining the Blue Devils, Luke graduated from Easton High School in Easton, PA in 2020. He was a four-year starter at Easton and had a well-decorated high school career. Some of his accolades include being the second-ranked shortstop in the state of Pennsylvania and the ninth-best prospect in the state, according to Perfect Game. He was the East Penn Conference Coaches Selection First Team Shortstop in 2019 and the East Penn Conference Coaches Selection Most Valuable Player in 2019. Aside from his on-field accolades, he's also a well-rounded student-athlete who received high honors in the classroom in each of his four years at Easton. Luke served as a member of the National Honor Society while ranking in the top 10% of his class. He also served as a member of the East Penn Conference Student-Athlete Character Council as well. Coach Duke and I had the pleasure of working with Storm each, each winter when his high school came down here to train. He was also a member of our middle infield class, and just like his bio mentioned, he was a leader, brought tons of energy, always wanted to learn, and was a pleasure to be around. Just before we hopped on our show today, Duke mentioned to me that we had to talk about how Stormy was always the first guy to clean up and pick up the balls, and he was the last guy to leave. Not something you see every day, especially from players with Luke Storm's ability level. We're going to jump right in now. Stormy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So Stormy, so tell us a little bit about how you fell in love with the game. Um, what created the passion to play baseball? Yeah, you know, um, I've grown up, I have an older brother, uh, so we're always competitive in a lot of different things. Uh, we played a bunch of different sports growing up. 
Um, I started playing baseball when I was about four years old. I can't really remember that time frame, but I know that's when I fell in love with the game. Like I said, the compete had the compete factor with my brother. Uh, we were always trying to one up each other, and um, you know, kind of started with wiffle ball. Um, I've been very blessed with the great support system. You know, my dad, my mom, they both always been there for me, um, and in kind of telling me to you know to do what I love. I've always you know loved the game of baseball. I remember when I was four years old. So when I started at T-ball, they've always pushed me and uh, both in the in the classroom and on the field, they're both teachers. So I've kind of have, have had that um, as well. Um, and uh, for as long as I can remember, you know, baseball has always been a sport, uh, played basketball, played soccer. And um, I just always, always loved the game, always loved getting better and striving to be better than everyone else. And that's, you know, something I'll still continue to do, carry with me. That's awesome. I was actually going to ask, you know, you have a mom that played college basketball, a dad that played college football, and your brother played college football at University of Virginia. So what was it like growing up? Obviously, competitive atmosphere. What were uh, pickup basketball games like at the Storm household? Yeah, no, I know. It was definitely tougher for me. You know, they, they never really let me win. They didn't take it easy on me at all when I was younger. Um, so, you know, I learned how to deal with failure at a young age. And I think that that's also helped me as well. You know, it, my brother, anything we did he he wouldn't let me win you know it's taken a while I I like to claim I'm better than him at some things but you know deep down I know he's still got me on on a few things you know so we've we've uh we've built a good relationship with uh coach LaDuca and coach Hess over the years and you know they were your coaches in high school what are some other coaches that that really have impacted and have influenced you you know on your journey uh, whether it be little league or high school or, or whatever it may be because we know how important it is to to have good coaches. You know, you remember the good coaches, you remember the bad coaches, but man, coaches can really impact you in a way that, you know, just most people can't. So we'd love to hear from you with this. For sure. I mean, I think they've, the coaches I've had have really, you know, changed the perspective of, you know, how I view life, how I perceive life and how I go about life. Uh, starting at a young age, you know, my dad was, he was a coach of mine uh, from a very young age, from that T-ball age to coach pitch age and, um, that was kind of when he, you know, decided he liked watching a little bit better um, and kind of sitting back and enjoying it all. Um, but, you know, having him in my corner all the time, I could go to him, you know, whenever I need needed to, um, you know, it's always been always been really great. Um, you know, I've been really blessed to have amazing high school coaches. Um, they've always put me in the best situation to, you know, I feel like succeed. Um, I remember the first day I met them, telling them I'd be their starting shortstop that freshman year. It didn't end up happening, but uh they gave me a lot, lot of opportunities that, you know, I felt like really put me in the best, uh, the best situation uh, for the tra trajectory of my career. Um, you know, you guys over at Zone. Um, I remember the first few middle infield classes. Thought I was in somewhat decent shape, but I really wasn't. And uh, I remember just getting pushed through those workouts, and they really looking back on them. I think they were, that was the turning point in my career. Actually, I think that really, you know told me a lot about myself, who I was as a player and how I could kind of, you know, use what I learned there and kind of translate it into, you know, the next level of high school, next season and college, eventually college. Um, and then here uh, at Duke, you know, we've had, we've had some coaching changes over the past few years. Um, we've had some really great coaches, some younger coaches. We have uh, two new, two new younger coaches this year, Todd Blankmeyer and um, Eric Tyler. And, you know, they kind of really embody, what it is to be a student athlete. They were both student athletes at colleges. Ty was a, a scout with the Brewers. Um, so they really um, kind of understand what it's like to, you know, be, live that life and go through that. So they've been really supportive in pretty much everything this year. And 
Um, you know, Coach Pollard, the head coach here, he's been he's been awesome. And, you know, he just preach the stuff he preaches is just second to none here. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot of life life lessons here. Um and kind of embodying that blue collar identity. Nobody's gonna be sorry for you if you, you know, don't do what you want to do. You know, you gotta work for it. You know, he's he's kind of really driven some lessons in me, like having a uh, process, a good process, making sure you do the same things every day um, and sticking to it and really having a growth mindset about things. Like things aren't going to always go your way. You're going to fail. I remember freshman year, I, I led through the fall and the spring um, scrimmages. I was, I felt like I was striking out every other at bat. And, um, you know, you're going to, you're just going to have to learn from them and, you know, have a growth mindset about things. Like it's going to happen. Um, you're going to go through it. And, um, so those are just some of the things that, you know, have really helped shape me as the player I am through coaches and everything. That's awesome, man. You mentioned, you know, showing up and telling Coach Hess and Coach Luduka you're going to be the starting shortstop. You played shortstop your whole life. And for the listeners out there that have never seen Luke Storm, he's 6'4", 240. And uh, one of my former coaches at St. Joe's played against them recently, and he said he could probably play, play middle linebacker for them. You go to college, you play some first, you play some second, you play some outfield, some DH. You know, what was that transition like? You know, do you just have the mindset of whatever's going to keep you on the field and keep you in the lineup? You don't care where you play? Yeah. That, and I think going back to playing shortstop in high school and through the younger years has, has definitely helped me with the other positions. You know, just like the footwork stuff, um, you know, you got to keep your up your arm strength there. And I think that's really helped translate to other positions. I think it's I think it's the hardest. I think the left side of the infield is the hardest position to play, two positions to play um, from experience. And I think it's kind of helped me with those other positions. Um, but, yeah, honestly – you know, wherever, that's why I think there's so much value in being able to play so many different positions because, you know, it kind of gives you more opportunities to go out there. And if you're, if you have a, a good bat, that it's, my grandfather always used to say, it's hard to, can't get a good stick out of lineup. So yeah, that's, that's another thing as well. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of listeners uh, out there that are going through a lot of the same things that you went through as a junior and as a senior when it came to recruiting and looking at schools and trying to figure out where they want to go. And, you know, what was the deciding factor for you, you know, for choosing Duke to be your college? Yeah, honestly, you know, I'm sure a lot of people hear it all the time and it's true. You know, it's all about, you know, finding your identity, finding your true fit. Um, Duke is a, a really small school. There's, you can't really, there's no roads you cross to get to the classes. It's, I think there's about, there's a few thousand undergrad students. And I just felt like I'm more of an introverted person. I felt like it was just, it fit me perfectly. You know, the academics, that was very important as well as the athletics. I felt like the campus, it was beautiful, fit who I wanted to, it really embodied me, honestly. And you know, the coaching staff, that's, that was another important thing. You know, I wanted to make sure these coaches were going to do what my previous coaches had done. And that's put me in the best situation to succeed, you know, give me opportunities. And, you know, so yeah, it was a combination of a bunch of things, the coach between the coaches, um, the athletics, the academics, and also I wanted to make sure like my family also was, I mean, they were supportive with whatever I decided to do, but, you know, I could tell when we stepped on campus that they, they knew that it was a good fit for me as well. That's awesome. So obviously Duke is, very demanding academically. You said, uh, you know, your dad's a teacher. Uh, I don't know if your, your mom's a teacher as well, but has the classroom always been a huge area of focus for you? It's definitely been a huge area of focus. You know, I try to balance baseball life just as much as I do with my school life. And, you know, that's, you learn that really quick when you get here. When I got here freshman year, uh, we were obviously going through COVID. Um, so things were a little bit, I wouldn't say easier, but, you know, everything was online. So I feel like you had a lot more time 
on your hands. But, you know, as last year and this this um, school year, it's definitely been challenging with managing, you know, all of your academics, your social life, because that's really important, and your um, your school life as well. You know, one of the things that uh, we've been, seems like we've been getting the, this question asked a lot, whether it be online, whether it be emails, phone conversations, and talks, is, you know, parents asking about when kids should start switch hitting or, you know, at what age should they consider switch hitting? And I just thought that was a perfect question, you know, for you being a switch hitter, you know, when did you start switch hitting and how did that all pan out? Yeah. So it's actually an interesting story. So I, it was a pretty long time ago, actually, I was probably seven or eight years old. I honestly couldn't, couldn't pinpoint an age, but it started, you know, I was, we were playing wiffle ball and we had a short fence in left field. So I was like, cause we had like a green monster, huge trees out in right field. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to see if I can just get it over from the right side. So I hit a few out and I kind of stuck to it. You know, I went to the field, got some work with my dad, um, just kept working at it, working at it. Um, and it definitely, it took a lot of, t- it took, it takes a lot of time, took a lot of years to kind of get comfortable, have that same level of comfortability from both sides of the plate there was times where I contemplated just stick, sticking from, to the left side because it was just, it was so hard getting the same amount of reps in day in and day out and kind of balancing that very difficult. I, I just started probably sophomore year last year was when I was, you know, like, all right, I'm just as comfortable from the right side as I am from the left side. So it really took, you know, a lot of time getting a lot of live reps, um, just doing the same thing, trying to match each swing, make, making sure that they're, they're very similar. I think that's so awesome because so many kids will try it, right? They'll try it and, ah, you know, I just hit better lefty. So, you know, I'm just going to stick with that. It's really something that you have to commit to and really go all in with because, like you said, I mean, it took you five, six, seven years to even be matched, but yet you still did it the entire time and you you kind of, you know, you worked through, you know, that whole, ah, you know, I'm just going to stick with lefty. I, I think that's I think that's great for the – you know, for the listeners is that if you're going to do it fine, but it's not easy and you got to commit for the long haul. Yeah, no doubt. And even, I mean, I mentioned the reps, you know, I couldn't really shortchange any of the reps I was taking, you know, say I take 50, 7,500 swings a day from one side, I got to make sure I do that same amount from the other side uh, just to kind of, you know, balance it out and, you know, make sure I feel good about myself from each side. Well, that's just it. It's hard. It's hard enough to do it from one side of the plate. So, you know, be, being successful at both sides got to be even even more challenging. You talked about, you know, having a purpose before and having a purpose behind, you know, every rep that you have. So what is your routine? You know, pregame or, you know, pre-practice? Do you do early work? You know, take us through like a kind of like a pregame warm-up routine for Luke Storm. All right, right. So usually, um, so we have a game tomorrow. Um, I think the game, game's in the afternoon. Say it's at 4 o'clock. We have our pre-practice meeting at 120. That's before we start our team batting practice and IO and every everything in between. Um, so usually they open up early work an hour before. Um, this is something we do every day. We have early work option for an hour before, so it'd be 1220. Um, and it's, it's kind of something it, it's implemented right from the start in the fall. And I think it's also, you know, coming in, you're almost expected to do it as a freshman. It's it's almost you're expected to do it as a freshman, junior, senior, freshman, sophomore, junior and senior. Um, it's almost become part of practice, honestly. Um, just kind of making sure you're, you know, mentally and physically ready for practice, for a game, so you you don't feel you're not getting the rust off in practice or a game. You're ready to go right from the start. Um, and so usually, you know, pregame routine, 
I'll get there for early work an hour before, you know, I'll start with some T work. I'll do some one handed stuff. Sometimes if I'm feeling like I'm not on plane with anything, with some pitches I'll, and then I'll transition to um, some front toss, use some, we use some heavy bats here just to kind of get the rotation going. And then from there, before I go ahead of the machine, we have do a lot of machine work here. Um, I'll do some, we have these water balls where to kind of work on rotation. Cause that's something I've been working on is rotation. So you kind of just, I try to find, you know, what I'm, my weaknesses are and trying to, I work on those in the early work. Um, so I can kind of use them and practice in the game. Um, and then from there I'll go to um, coach overhand throw and we'll usually do rounds of what you need. So if I, if I want to work oppo gap, I'll say that, you know, fastball change up away, like whatever um, I want to see. And then I'll work oppo gap. Um, and then from there, um, we usually have machines set up on the field. That's, a, that's in about, I'll go through that in about a 30, 40 minute time, time window. And then from there, we'll go to, the, they have a machine set up on the field. Some days, if they're throwing a right-handed pitcher, they'll have a right-handed breaking ball machine set up and then vice versa. Or if a guy has, um, he, he's a sinker pitcher, uh, they'll, set up a machine they're really, the coaches are awesome with it they they'll set up a machine that has the same kind of look and feel to what you'll see in the game so i'll head out there for you know 20 minutes and then um, you feel pretty pretty warmed up pretty ready to go and then it's it's go time for early work i mean for pregame we'll have our pre-practice meeting um, and then we'll dynamic as a group with our strength coach and then we'll head into bp that's the first thing we do from there we get a little break in between the other team takes BP and then we'll head out for IO um, do our pregame running and then we're ready to go. So it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty long process, but I think the, the routine is the most important thing. Just make sure you do the same thing every day and make sure you're ready. You're ready to go for, for game time. I think that's so good because there's so many, especially the high school kids, they'll, they'll, they'll roll into practice five minutes, five minutes before it begins. And then, then you get to college your freshman year and realize wow, it really is a, a long process. I remember feeling it, you know, in college and, you know, pro ball getting to the game or getting to the field hours before first pitch and not, you know, the, the normal people listening, the normal fans and parents don't understand how long of a day it is just to get ready for first pitch. It's not, it's not show and go five minutes before. So, I mean, I think that's pretty cool, you know, 1220 arrival for, for a 4 p.m. game just to make sure that you're ready. Yeah, and that kind of ties back into, you know, balancing – all the other parts of your life, like school, you know, it's tough, you know, you're getting back from a game. I mean, we're finishing earlier now with the new pitch clock rule, but we're, we're getting back nine o'clock sometimes after that, depending on where you live at. Um, you got to make sure you can get some work done and balance that. And then on top of that, like I mentioned before, the social life, which is something I, I really found important because you're every day, you know, you're just baseball school, baseball school. So I think it's important to have that balance, which is something I didn't really have last year or even freshman year. And I, I, I learned quickly, like, you know, taking a break, taking, taking a mental break is not always the worst thing. It's, it's good, you know, hang out with friends, go, you know, golfing. I don't really, I'm not really good at golf, but just to do something to get your mind off it every now and then, because you're just doing it, it seems like all day and all day. So that's, that was another thing. Another thing I, I think is really important. I, th I think you, you know, you talking about the word, you know, the mental game, I think is, it's talked about so much now, right, and the importance of it. And you see people doing yoga and meditation, and you said mindfulness a few times. And can you talk to us? Is, is there anything that you do specifically if you're struggling or feeling like you're, you know, feel a little 
not right at the plate? Is there something that you do mentally to help yourself? Because a lot of kids out there, you know, they're the only thing that they do is, you know, they'll, they'll throw a helmet, they'll throw a bat. Like they don't really have a mental routine that, you know, we, we talk a lot about that and how to help coaches help players. But what does Luke Storm do when the going gets tough? How does he calm himself down and kind of recenter himself? Yeah, so we've been fortunate enough to have, we do yoga once a week. Um, in season, it's probably about once every other week, but in the fall, it's once every week. And one of the things I've learned from this instructor, because I, I mean, this this is something new to me. I've never never done yoga before. And I actually do it back home now because I, some every now and then, just because I feel like there's so much value in it. One of the things like we really preach is breath work, not having any worries, not thinking about anything that's going on outside of that moment. So if I'm in the batter's box and I'm like, I feel something, something's off, I'm struggling. You know, I really focus on my breath. I take a few deep breaths and I just focus on the moment where I'm at in the moment. I'm not worried about anything else. I'm worried about me, I'm me versus the pitcher. I'm, I'm not worried about anything else. And I think just having that reset, knowing you have a reset to go to has been huge in the, over the last few years and kind of learning that. That's awesome, man. I think, you know, especially being, you know, a college athlete now for the you know first couple of years, but going into your freshman year, you're obviously battling a lot of adversity. And like you said, you know, you felt like you were striking out every time you were up. I went through it. Duke went through it. I think a lot of the kids out there, it's funny because college baseball just started last month, but there's a lot of texts I'm getting now. You know, I'm not in the lineup every day. I'm not playing. Uh, you know, it's tough to be consistent when I'm not consistently in there. You know, what was the toughest part for you transitioning from being the stud at, at Easton to now you're, you're a freshman all over again at Duke? Yeah, I, simply just not playing. I mean, we lost – so we lost our senior year to COVID. COVID had a, like, big role in that. We lost senior year to COVID, and then I come in as a freshman, and a lot of, a lot of guys came back because they had that extra year of eligibility. So it was kind of, you know, it was pretty eye-opening. Like, you know, I'm probably not going to get an op opportunity to be in the lineup this year. So I just got to, you know, work my tail off in the weight room and on the field. I remember um, freshman year, I was in the weight room six, seven days a week um, after practices were over. Um, I don't, I, looking back on it, like, I don't know how I did it. Even like after scrimmage, like four hour, five hour days of scrimmages, I would be in there. And, you know, I just, kind of drove me with something I, I really wanted and it, it ended up paying off. And then I didn't play that whole year. And then the summer, it was, it was two years since I played a game. I went to Michigan and played in um, the Northwoods. And, you know, that was, I mean, just kind of a relief. I hadn't played like a competitive game in two years. So it was, that was definitely the hardest thing that I kind of went through. I, and it was, it was awesome. I got like 300 plate appearances, just kind of got back to it. And then, kind of carried into the fall and then started playing last spring, which is, which is awesome. Well, I think that's, that's great advice because there's so many kids in that situation. And obviously you were dealing with COVID and a lot of fifth year guys coming back. And I think it's so easy for kids to jump ship now and the grass is greener somewhere else and I'm not playing. So I just want to transfer. It's the coach's fault. It's whatever the circumstances might be. And you kind of just kept your head down and, and did the extra work and did what you had to do to make sure that when you did get the opportunity in the Northwoods, you got your bats, you got your work in, and then you went back and, you know, red, red shirt freshman year got, you know, 53 games. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I knew, I knew the coaches recruited me for a reason. So I, I, I wasn't worried about, you know, I, I just had to do my part and, you know, just try to get better every day. And, you know, I was there for a reason and, you know, I knew, I knew it would pay off and which it did last year. 
Yeah, so Stormy, take us through a, a typical day of a student athlete. So you taught you took us through it as a as an athlete of the you know the baseball side of it, but but what did you do, you know, as a student? You know, just kind of take us through the whole entire day from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. Yeah, so I mean we're fortunate enough to have practices and lifts in the afternoon. Um so but all of our classes are it shifts to the morning. Um so usually, you know, as I mentioned, like process isn't a huge thing. You don't want to feel like you don't get enough sleep one day and you're exhausted for a game. You just want to make sure you feel good. You're ready to go every day. I typically wake up between, depending on when I have classes, between 8 and 9. I have um, 8.30 Spanish, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, so I'll, I'll get up at 8, grab a quick breakfast from our um, dining hall, and then I'll head over to class. Um, from there, after that class, I have another, I have two more classes. I have one from 10.15 to 11.30. I'll go through that, and then I'll try to grab lunch in between there. If not, I'll grab it after my 12 to one fifteen class. So three classes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, that kind of stretch throughout the whole morning to the early afternoon. Um, and then from there, I grab something else to eat and I'll head over to the locker room and I'm at the field for the rest of the day and, and usually get back after the routine I mentioned um, on a game day. I'll head, get back between, you know, eight, nine o'clock, um, sometimes a little later and I'll, you know, hit the books, do some work. Um, get as much as I can done. I, and that's another thing I've learned. I used to be a pretty big procrastinator. I used to, you know, hold things off, but I I learned very quickly that getting ahead, it definitely is huge and impactful and, you know, not having that stress down the line. Um, like we're getting towards the end of the year right now with, with exams and, you know, I've made sure to kind of keep, keep up and keep ahead with some things. Um, so I don't have to worry about that stress, um, especially with, you know, how long these days are. And um, so I don't have to do as much work at nighttime. Those are probably our busier days. Awesome. Well, I got, I got one final question for you. We've got a lot of parents listening, a lot of youth coaches listening. You talked about your relationship with your dad growing up. Um, what's one piece of advice you would give to a, a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old Luke Storm, right? If you could, knowing what you know now, going back to your Little League days and, you know, your first couple of years playing baseball, what's one piece of advice that you would give yourself? Honestly, um, keep your head down keep working and you know, lean into all the support you have. You know, like I said, I was really fortunate to have a, a very strong support system with my mom and dad and, you know, just kind of, you know, really listen to them because they're going to be there for you. You know, whoever, whoever it may be um, just really, you know, make sure you have someone to go to that you can talk about some things with um, and like not really hold anything in, just kind of have that person that you can go to and kind of, you know, help you through some things with whatever you're going through. Awesome insight from, you know, a student athlete, from, you know, a, a baseball player's perspective. And it's, it's pretty cool because every week we have coaches on here. And it's, it's different sports performance coaches and college coaches and high school coaches. And this is the first time we're hearing from, from a student athlete's perspective. So can't thank you enough for joining us today, man. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be following you, man. Good luck the rest of the way. Thanks so much, man. We'll see you later. Have a great day. Sounds good. You too. Well, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it the Get Zoned In podcast. That is a wrap, and we'll see you next time and go dominate the day.